is to help them and support them while they're going through the journey of basketball. We want to teach the kids to focus on basketball while helping them to start preparing for life after basketball. Oh, I could have done that. I could have done five, four, three, two, one, and we're back. You like that? All right, we're back with Life Beyond the Ball. I'm Katie yeah. Keach, co-founder. Lyra Keach. Which title? Founder. <laughs> um, and we are back today. We wanted to talk, uh, just the two of us, because there's a topic that has been really um, on my heart that I feel like so many players need to hear. Um, I'm sure past players are going to resonate with. And uh, it's it's trust in the process. That's the name of today's episode. And I felt like, um, I don't I think it was I don't know, a couple Sundays ago, that this came to me when we were in conversation, right? No? No, it was like a couple days ago. Was it a couple days ago? Yeah. I don't know. Time's flying by. Um, and I really, no, it wasn't. It was, it was definitely over a week ago because I remember, I remember sending somebody a message about it. Um, we'll agree to disagree. That's, you know, a regular thing around here. Um, I really was talking about specifically understanding that there's, uh, mental preparedness, there's mental toughness. And then what I next think in line to that is mental resilience. And I thought with today's episode being trust in the process and really understanding, obviously with our own story, we had this vision last year where we really kind of started to come together with what we wanted to build. Um, and I'm, I've, I've found myself saying this trust in the process so many times in the last, you know, uh, especially the last six months, but previously, um, throughout my life, I I've always kind of said trust in the process, trust in what, you know, is in store for you, trust what the situation may bring, um, and really, I wanted to, to talk about when you look at mental preparedness and so many players, I remember I was specifically talking um, with somebody recently and I said, you can't just like get off the bleachers and walk on to a game, whether it be um, a high school game, whether it be a CYO game, whether it be. CYO, you definitely CYO. Oh, you, you definitely and I, get I off the about that because some of the CYO teams across the country are very <laughs> competitive. Um, but when, but honestly, just like in in general, you can't be in conversation. I remember being at a, a, at a high school game and just kind of looking at the stands over the holidays, and there were some very differences in teams when they were preparing for the game. Some of them were sitting there eating fruit snacks and bonbons and laughing, looking at TikTok, and just in general conversation. And others had headsets on, were very quiet, um, and head down. And I know we talked about this with, with Emma specifically, you know, because we've noticed a difference when Emma is 
you know, rolling out of bed, jumping in the car and, and playing on her phone a game versus when Emma gets up, leaves herself time to get ready, gives herself time to, to watch her own highlight reels or review film that she's seen previously on her own game and kind of make those adjustments and corrections, right? I, f- I feel like there's been some sort of switch that we need to kind of bring back. Um, and this obviously, again, very much resonates with regular life, right? It's that, that what everybody's doing to prepare for whether that's job interview, prepare for that tryout if you're, you know, trying out for a team, um, prepare for the game, prepare for a tournament, prepare for we, around here. We've got EPC, you know, playoffs coming up. Um and I think that mental, I'm exci- I know, I'm so excited about that. I am. We have our tickets already. I know. We have our tickets already. Um, but that, that preparedness is so important. And then I think about, you know, we didn't have phones in our hands. And I actually think there's a positive here, despite some other things that you can see from distractions, where, you know, our TikToks are very different. My TikTok is very motivational. Shh. Talk about my TikTok. Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> talk about my TikTok. Do you want to talk about your TikTok? Nope. They're different. So? Our, our, our algorithms... Our algorithms are different. What are yours? Don't worry about what my TikToks are. Oh, okay. You don't want to talk? No, I don't. <laughs> Stop it. Sometimes it's dogs running in rooms. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. But honestly, there is, I'm on the motivational side. I'm on the uh, entrepreneur side. Um, I'm also on the basketball training side. My TikTok is very, what I call eclectic. Uh, that's right, the word eclectic? Yeah, eclectic. And I find that it's just interesting to me how you can get these really motivational speeches. I, I showed you one the other day, and I know you saw it was related to golf but I said to you close your eyes and listen to the same message depending on what sport you're thinking of it was applicable you I understand it was still golf it was still golf but I but you sent it to a basketball player I did yeah but the message was it was Tiger Woods it was golf the (laughs) message was golf (laughs) it it had nothing to do with basketball had everything to do with golf what was the message I don't I don't remember it what was it I don't remember it right because you were so focused on the picture. But yeah. when I was listening picture, to it, I closed my eyes. I wasn't focused on the picture. I was focused on the message. And the message was being prepared. The message was being ready for what's getting thrown at you. And I think that mental preparedness is something that all um, athletes need to think about. But specifically, our, our basketball players, I think the parents listening who have basketball players need to understand, we just had tryouts, for example, yesterday. Um, so our second tryout this week. Yes. We have a 5th and 6th, 8th out of 7th and 8th grade girls basketball team. Um, and you can't just walk onto the court. I mean, you could, but the reality is that's not going to give you your best performance. Um, it's, it's really getting your mind focused. It's eliminating the distractions, whether it's arguing with a sibling, arguing with a parent, um, putting on makeup, you know, playing Minecraft. I'm trying to think of all the things I saw throughout the week in those tryouts that I feel like were exactly why this topic 
above all things was so important to me because if you can get your mind locked in before you step foot on a court, whether it's a trial, whether it's a game, whether it's going into an interview, it's it's going to make a difference. You're going to have a different performance. You're going to be dialed in. You're going to be locked in your messaging. The basketball player we were just talking about, um, I had also said, you know, it was the message I had sent was in regards to a, a big game that was coming up that week. Um, and the previous uh, matchup of that those two teams didn't have the outcome that person had originally wanted. And what I was saying is you're in control of the outcome of this game. And you're in control of it not just by your side note. Points and assists for me are the same. Maybe not for everybody else. But for me, points and assists are the same. So my answer was you're in control of it not just because of how you perform on the offensive side of things. And I meant just points when I said that. Um, but also from assists, from controlling the ball, controlling your thoughts. And this particular player is working on, you know, uh, drowning out the audience, drowning out the the, the the things that there were people, if you recall, because you were there, there were people kicking the stands, there were people talking during during foul shots. I mean, there's a lot of distractions, right? And so I feel like that the difference of walking on to a court without having your mind locked in um, versus uh, walking onto the court where you're just kind of like, all right, let me put put down this phone, let me throw this you know, uh, text message out to somebody, you're not in control of, of the situation. Equally important, I think, is is the toughness. And what I was referring to when I was talking about the stands and, and talking about, um, you know, people kicking their feet. I'm trying to think of all the things. Do you, do you recall one of the things that that were there? People yelling. Like during, during the free throw? Yeah, just to... Well, just kicking stands, talking during the foul shots. I know. I mean, even even outside of the foul shots, right? One They're, guy in particular. Huh? One guy in particular. <laughs> <laughs> um, even outside of the foul shots, though, I think there was on both sides. There were different um, fans, you know, yelling for for each other's players. Oh yeah. Um, trying to encourage each other's players. I I was actually there speaking very highly of both teams. Um, Where are you though? I was. I I you let the record. Did have any Maya shirt on? I did have a Maya shirt on. Um, but let the record show that I was there for both teams. I was 100% there for both teams. I did. I, I wanted to make sure that the person that, that wanted to have that win, I was equally wanting that win for that person. Um, I thought that, that, you know, with all the work that they're doing, they, they deserve that win. And it was against my alumni, you know? So it was, I was rooting against where I graduated from, um, but also equally cheering on both teams. Anyway, the part that I, I know you got me on a tangent, and and that's not hard to do right now because I've got a major sinus yeah. thing going on. Um, but I think that that mental toughness when you're in situations, whether it's on the court and people are are yelling against you or talking during your foul shot, or whether um, you're you're having these things come up in life, whether it be illness. Whether it be a child, a, a difficult child, you know, I've n- broken num- ankles, broken ankles. <laughs> I have a number of friends who they're at a very difficult stage of parenting. You know, it's um, the kids are getting into teenage years or full blown teenage years. Uh, mood swings for some of the girls and, and hormones are raging. And I think that that mental toughness um, 
even with our kid, I was talking to her this morning, you know, she had reached out to her trainer and she said, hey, I want to get in the gym. And she, I said, I'm not reaching out. I'm not, I, you got to want it, right? I, I said, you got to want it. You got to make the effort. And, and she was, you know, her stomach wasn't feeling the best and she had every reason to not go today. But I feel like after I had this conversation to her about mental toughness, I was saying, you can tell yourself that you're too tired, too weak, don't feel good, don't want to go do this. Or you can tell yourself that, hey, it's an hour or two, I'm going to go put in my best effort. And even if I get a little bit better than the day than I was the day before or an hour before, then I then it did the job I was supposed to. And there's going to be different things you know, throughout um, life that you're going to have to put yourself in a different mindset for. What was mental toughness for you? Like, how would you define that? Well, I wanted to ask you a question. What did Coach Katie have to do to get her prepared to play basketball? It's a great question. Um, So I had a Walkman. I'm going to date myself. (laughs) Uh, it did. It was a CD. CD or cassette. It was a CD Walkman. Nice. Um, It did later. Did it skip when you walked? No, I had the anti-skip on. It Rich was so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Silver spoon. There was um, after after the Walkman though. I think I was the first. I got the first Nano, like when the Nano came out, and I was. I thought that was super cool. Um, but I, I was, I was definitely somebody that had to sit in the stands, not be talked to. Um, I had my headphones on, and I just wanted to be in my own thoughts. I just wanted to to lock in who I wanted to be guarding how I want to be rebounding. How, and I, I do this today. I use this technique a lot. Like um, I've spoken on, on some national stages before, and people said, well, how do you prepare for that? Unlike a lot of people, and I know you know this because you've never seen one, I don't rehearse. There are people in my field, in, in corporate America specifically, even in motivational speakers, that rehearse their messages. They rehearse what they're going to say. Hey, you just love talking. I do love talking. That's true. <laughs> but I also, my best material comes from unrehearsed. Right. Doesn't mean I didn't think about it. Doesn't mean that I didn't prepare for it. It just means I'm not standing in front of a mirror um, repeating, you know, rehearse. I, I actually am not very good at, at memorizing lines. Like, I would not be a good actress. Um, because I just believe in being authentic. I believe in being genuine. And I, I vibe off of... of my audience, I vibe off of who I'm in the room with. If somebody is, um, you know, going on a different topic than maybe what I had planned in the conversation, or it goes a little longer, I want to be able to go down that that path with them versus feeling so pressured to stay on my script. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so definitely, I was locked in from a from um, a song standpoint and my thought standpoint. Um, I was talking to my teammates too. I was, I was, you know, just like, "Hey, let's make sure we're communicating with each other when we're on the court." Um, you know, I'll I'll yell switch uh, if it doesn't make sense. You know, let's not switch. Like, like make sure that you you're responding to me when I yell it. If you're like, "All right, yeah, yeah, I got it, got it." Um, I talk about that a lot with our kids. You know, they've got to be communicating more. It is so quiet. I hear myself, and I'm I'm a very loud person. It is fair. We were we were up by the way yesterday. And I realized at one point that I had yelled so loud. I think I scared everybody in the in the bleachers. But it was. Do you know why I yelled yesterday? We you didn't have this conversation after the game. You yelled a lot. I know, but specifically, it's one moment. It was the loudest tone. What? 
Refresh my memory. Settle. Oh, it was because we were up. We were up, but but what was the... Did you forget to put your phone on? Yep. It's great. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll let it slide because it's your birthday, but Lord. Um, it's in my pocket. You're so authentic. It's great. That's what I do. Um, why? We got, besides we were up. What, what was my team doing? Oh, they were playing sloppy. Sloppy. That's what it was. First of all, we had a two-hour workout, and then we went to play a, a game that, yeah, that was definitely Yeah, but they could have came good. out and got whooped by 30 points. We could have. I think they were playing sloppy only because of the fact that they were probably sore. Oh, they were definitely sore. Their feet probably hurt. Yeah. I mean, the trainer really put a, put a hurting on them. He did, he did a great job. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get Brandon on the show one day. It's one of my one of my goals, um, because we spot we speak so so highly of Mo Better Basketball outside of even this um, arena. But you know, the thing that for me why I was yelling settle is because I could tell they were just trying to get the game over, and while that might have seemed like the easiest thing to do, they had to dig deep. They had to make sure that they understood. We got to finish this game. We can't finish it sloppy. There was one point where they kind of lost control of it. So anyway, when you were only up by five, right? But that's when the mental toughness comes in. Yeah, that's 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 what and I'm it, talking. It, about. It, it, they proved it to you that they had it because would you win by twelve? Yes. Yeah. I called a timeout at one point. I was like, "We're gonna settle. Yeah. We're gonna relax." That's what the timeouts are for. Right. We're gonna control the tempo of the game. Mm -hmm. That's the mental toughness, right? You're going to have times where you want to speed things up. You're going to have times where your body's going to tell you that, I'm sorry, your mind's going to tell you to give up before your body's going to actually give up. And and I think that at times we forget that. We've, like, I know, especially in talking to Art, like, she fully believes that she can't, if she gets to her spot, I can't go anymore. I can't go anymore. And it's, like, it's all up here. Who? Our daughter. Oh. You know, yeah. um, it's one of those things where, yeah, you, you, you gotta dig deep. You gotta be willing to have um, uncomfortable moments well, where mind. you feel like you're gonna give up, right? But yeah, I, I, that's the mental toughness that we're talking about. There's gonna be times where you're playing in front of people um, that you admire, people that you don't like, people. There's gonna be all sorts of crowds, you know. Again, that's that mental toughness. You've gotta control your own emotions. You gotta control your own thoughts um, and make sure that. You're not caving to whatever it is in that moment, whether it's the crowd because of what the crowd's saying, whether it's family members that are there. You had one player the other day tell me, um, and this was a few, maybe maybe a month ago now. I played differently because I wanted to put on a show. Like my family was there, my, I wanted to put on a show. And I couldn't understand that. I still can't understand that. My response to that was, thank you for sharing that. However, you as a player, need to learn to play as a teammate no matter who's in the stands. Whether there's nobody there to watch or whether you're on ESPN, your game shouldn't be any different. Or go play golf. Or go play golf. Yeah. Basketball is a team sport, not a one-man team. Absolutely. And and I think that, that A, my, my team's a little bit still learning the maturity level of, of things, right? They're young. But, but that was a part of the mental toughness that I'm talking about. I said, because in her, in the, this girl's mind, I had to put on a show. 
-hmm. My family was there to see me. My family was there to, to, you know, see me do well. And that's when you do the worst. Uh, Not for everybody. I see where I see when you try too hard. That's when you do the worst. Sometimes you put it. Yeah. Uh, The second part of the TikTok that I sent in that same message, by the way, that we were talking about the golf one was don't put on a show. Just win. Right. Don't put on a show. Just win. That's right. And it was that message over and over and over again. I forget who it was that was saying it. But, you know, that's the message. You don't need to put on a show. You shouldn't need to put on a show. No matter who's in the stands, no matter how it's being broadcast, play your game. Good basketball players are consistent. Yeah. Good basketball players are consistent. Good athletes are consistent. And so that's the toughness side. The last piece of this that I think, and and you're going to laugh because obviously it's part of the story. Are you going to bring it up again? Well, not really. Jesus, Mighty. I am. I am, but, but from a point of I've seen a lot of injuries lately. I've seen a lot of injuries at the high school level. I've seen some at the college level. We look at TCU. TCU just had to have a tryout in the middle of the season because they didn't have enough players. You know about this? No. The TCU girls basketball team had to have a tryout. You could you had to be enrolled at TCU. It was in the middle of a semester, in the middle of their season, because they forfeited two games, I believe it was, because they didn't have enough players because of too many injuries. And oh. And these girls came out and tried out and, and made the team. Um, but that was a, my side story. The resilience piece of this conversation is because you are going to be hit with adversity. You're going to be hit with adversity. And, um, you know, I think we've witnessed it at local levels. We've witnessed it at professional levels, whether it be a, um, a parent with an illness, whether it be mom and dad going through a divorce, whether it be, um, you know, just just you're not having a good game. You're not offensively having a good game. You gotta learn to be impactful without having to score. Which is why I go to that's why I say I count points and assists the same because I want a player, at least people that play for for us. I tell our daughter that all the time. Yeah, and and to I tell all our players that, matter, not just our daughter. I'd rather her box out and get twelve, fifteen rebounds a game. I go, Dennis Rodman made a career of it. It's true. I think it's important, though, that you understand from a resilient standpoint, you have no idea that you're not, your next step isn't going to be the one that breaks your ankle <laughs> or that tears your ACL. That, you know, mine, mine were two stupid accidents. They had nothing to do really with basketball. Um, one involved working out, but, but, you know, other people are going to get hurt on the court. Some people are going to get hurt falling downstairs. You know, um, illnesses that can happen in family members can change things. A death in the family member can, can, can change things. And so resilience is, is to say adversity is going to occur. And now what do you do to to um, handle that? How do you go on? How do you come back? Yeah, how do you come back from it, right? Mm-hmm. What do you what do you think of of when you hear mental resilience? What are things that you think people can do to prepare for that, or to come or to overcome that even? Uh, probably not. I don't know. It, it's everybody's different. It's why don't you dig deep down for yourself? Mm-mm. 
You've had, but you've had adversity mm, in life. I did. How did you overcome it? Just fought through it. Right. It, it, like I said, people are different. I, I, I fought through it. I mean, I've had MRSA in my leg. It was almost about to get amputated. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I had arthritis, have arthritis in my lower back. I've had contusions. It's just something you just got to fight through. That's that's how I do it. Like, I, I, didn't have, I didn't have a Walkman. I didn't have any of this to get myself prepared for anything. As soon as my helmet went on, go time. I had no friends on the field. I had just the teammates that I wasn't supposed to hurt. And people that are across from me, hurt. You didn't mean to intentionally hurt them. Well, yeah. I mean, I wasn't physically going <laughs> to break them in half. Right. But it was, that's how I got you pumped You played up. hard. Right. Yeah. It's just, you got to fight. Me, I fought through it. That's how I played. You, even playing basketball, I played, what, one year of refing basketball and then the other times I played street ball it was you're gonna jam your finger you're gonna twist your ankle you just gotta keep playing through it that's that's how I played that's how I went through it and that's how I still go through it did that help prepare you for other things yeah made me the man I am today right because we've had adversity in our own a lot relationship in the sense of different things that have gone through mm -hmm. right and just fighting through it, fighting through those thoughts, going to that next area in your mind where it's like, I'm not going to give up. Right. You can't I, let it defeat you. I tell myself failure's not an option. No. Might change plan. Failure's not an option. I think that, um, side note, what, so what did you do to prepare? I'm, we've never had this conversation. So what did you do pr to prepare for football games? You just put the helmet on and that was it? That, that was, was your, it. That was like I, your... I mean, I listened to music, but it wasn't my own music from a Walkman. It was whatever they played in the locker room. So you just dialed in your thoughts. Yeah. I, yes and no. I, I knew it was time for business as soon as my helmet went on. Yeah. As soon as coach said, let's go. I had to go. I had to put the helmet on. It was game time. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, I think, you know, and, I'm, and I think that I'm. That was even for practice, too. Hmm. Even practice. I mean, I probably messed around a little bit more in practice because they are your teammates and you didn't want to hurt them as much. I goofed off every once in a while, but. Brandon gave a great quote yesterday. I don't know if you caught it. Um, I know there's a lot of people there. But he had said, you know, which is harder, practice or game? Right. Practice should always be harder. Practice should always be harder. Always be harder. You should always be crying. After practice, because it hurts so bad. He he made a really the, good then point. Then the game becomes that much easier. Um, I might have heard it before. So anybody who yeah, I, like a lot of people, have they might they before. might tell me I've heard it. Before. I have not. Yeah. I didn't hear it to the way he said it till yesterday. Well, yeah. And I was, I paused and I go and I, I thought again of this episode because I was like, trust in the process. It's all about the resilience. The girls. At the end of the towards the end of the training session, I could see their faces, I could see their legs, and all I was thinking is, "Oh my gosh!" You know, when you're working hard is when your whole body turns bright red. <laughs> That's when you know you're working hard. It's yeah. hilarious. And and I felt and every girl on your team was red. 
Every Girl Trying Out was, it was, was read. It was hilarious. Um, it was great, right? And and there wasn't a part of me that was like, go easy or don't yeah. worry. Like, I, I, let them, I let them keep going because I thought, you know what? This is the kind of stuff that if we can mentally get through these moments. And, and again, they did. They, they did. They and then they went and played a basketball game. They gave you and, a win. And they won. And so I think that that... Um, that that mental preparedness to mental toughness to mental resilience really played out in yesterday's events as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely feel like as a part of the trust in the process message, it was very interesting to hear him say that. And I think some of the girls, younger girls even, have, probably haven't heard yet that message. And for some, I could see, like, oh, did he just say that practice is harder than a game? Yeah. No, if no, you're... no, no, no. That's not what he said. He said practice should be harder than the game. Yeah. Because then that makes the game that Easy. much easier. Correct. And and I think that was very important for everybody to hear. I think that um, the preparedness when you're going to events, you're going to, to a game, going to a tournament, is not just, at least for me, it wasn't just walking on and playing. For you, it was putting on the helmet or hearing the coach say, let's go. For me... It was locking in my thoughts. Whatever it is that, that is going to be their exercise, like I said to the girls, figure it out what it is. Figure out how you're going to get your thoughts in. But I think that that very much plays a key into what the end results are. Um, and I think this conversation is a helpful one that I don't think is talked about enough. You know, it's not just the it's not just the working out in the gym with the trainers and um, lifting weights and doing the speed and agility and, and, and all those things. That stuff's important. Don't get me wrong. There's a whole other side to this that is the the preparedness from a mental standpoint, being tough from a mental standpoint, and then being resilient because you're going to face adversity. Again, whether it's pulled muscle, an injury, a family thing, you're going to have adversity. So adversity. So you, anniversary, do you like that one? You're talking too much. That's what I know, it's true. <laughs> Getting your but words all mixed up. My, but in my mind, though, anniversary. it's really about that that is equally those exercises the the mental exercises are as important as the physical ones so hopefully you know um those listening into today's episode take that away from this message which is hey, don't don't just do the work in the gym with lifting weights doing the speed agility working with the trainer equally do the work reading books dialing in your thoughts and and becoming as mentally tough as you possibly can because you're going to need it throughout your basketball journey and, and throughout life. So, any closing yeah. thoughts? Or should we end on that? That was good. Well, the really exciting part is Keach Basketball Legacy stores open again. Yep. Um, yeah. You are sporting one of the uh, hoodies that are in there. Yeah, can't get this one, though. It's mine. I mean, they could. Don't look. Uh, oh. They it's could not get. just mine. No. No. Right. Sorry, it's not yours. I'm wearing one as well. Um, visit KeachLegacy.org. We are going to be announcing a gala later this year as well. Um, like I said, we just had our tryouts, so we'll be closing and announcing the teams here shortly for Spring AAU. Um, and definitely tune in to, to the next episode next month. I'm excited. Awesome. And happy birthday, Lar. Thank you. You really you. you really are. 31. Not nice. 31. Do you want to announce your age? 31. I was just say. I can't believe you said that yesterday. All right. Well, we'll talk to everybody soon. All right. Thanks, guys.